All right, greetings, brothers and sisters. This is Professor Spira, and you are now plugged into the Mucus Free Life Podcast. Yeah, this is the fourth episode, and uh, I've been enjoying these. I really enjoy coming out and talking about some of the issues of the day, not doing as many of the old lecture style things that I will still do and do from time to time but it's nice to talk about topical things and stuff that's on people's minds and as I often have a an opinion on these type of things and recently in the news I saw some things about the so-called impossible burger and beyond meat and all of these kind of things so I thought that I would give a talk uh, or discuss that issue because the secret word for today is nuance and oftentimes there's very little nuance I see in the way people discuss diet and of course we're the ones that bring the transition diet discussion to the table but when you're not dealing with transition you know this there's people want to take this black and white approach to diet and you know the food list diets as i call it here's a list of foods that are forbidden here's a list of foods that's okay by whoever made the list and the mucus's diet healing system is not like that at all it is a system a systematic approach to transforming your physiology going from mucus forming foods to predominantly non-mucus forming foods using things like short-term fasting, colon irrigation, sunbathing, etc., etc. Other a number of other things that can help us transition and transform our body, but speaking of this idea of nuance i'd like to let's look at the etymology one of my favorite things to do uh, when i was getting into studying in depth all of these different ideas and things if there's one thing that you could do that would take your self-education to a whole different level study the origin of words study the etymology of words the definition of words i used to sit down with a dictionary and and I didn't just read straight through the dictionary. I like to do, uh, you know, kind of a create your own adventure through the dictionary. So if you take a word, uh, if I was to take this word, nuance from 1781 from the French nuance, meaning slight difference or shade of color, uh, from the newer meaning to shade, from new meaning cloud. So and it's and that's already super interesting. So you're used to hearing this word nuance, but now we're we're getting into this idea of of clouds. You know the origin of this word. This is kind of clouds. New uh, nuba, Latin nubes, a cloud, mist, vapor, uh, fog, and uh, and clouds. So this idea of something that is not black and white it's gray it's it's moving it's in flux uh definition from uh, merriam webster on nuance we have 
<clears throat> a subtle distinction or variation, a subtle quality or a sensibility to awareness of or ability to express delicate shadings as of meaning, feeling, or value. Sensibility to awareness of or ability to express delicate shadings. So why am I saying that that's the secret word? Those of you that uh, anybody else that's my age that grew up with a, a little Pee Wee Herman uh, will know what I'm talking about there. So nuance is the secret word today. <laughs> Say whatever you hear the word, scream real loud. Uh, but nuance, ah, okay. Uh, but nuance is like a missing link out here because transition diet is all about nuance. So I want us to consider when we start talking about the processed vegan foods and the soy products and that kind of thing to understand that I bring a nuance to this discussion and, uh, and, and we'll get a little bit into there's some versions of the mucus's diet healing system that recommended or had this substance called protose, which was a meat gluten, an early uh, meat alternative kind of thing, that would be used not forever, not extended periods of time, not every day, but for somebody coming from a terrible diet to use some of these processed vegetarian or vegan foods as a, uh, as a part of the transition. But you don't eat the things by themselves. You always have a big raw salad, as you'll hear me constantly say, <clears throat> the cooked or stewed fr uh, vegetables, that kind of thing is going to help this stuff move through. And I did use these some of these things. So that's that's one one aspect. It's not it's you don't have to use the, those tools. Uh, and what's happening now, the way they're making them, they're getting worse and worse in, in terms of the ingredients that are being used and that kind of thing, as we will see. But it's as I say, nuance, it's not black and white just to say, okay, you're on the mucus diet healing system. You could never, ever, ever use that type of thing. You could never use something, some kind of vegan processed meat or something like that. Uh, the other side of this dichotomy is the folks that saying that, that oh, there's nothing wrong with it. That's it's so much better. That even if the stuff is bad and we know it's not the greatest, it's better than killing the animals and it's better than, uh, you, you know, it's, it's okay. Let's just get the whole society strung out on the fake meat, uh, slimy, garbagey garbage. And it's, uh, you know, we're fighting climate change and blah, 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 blah. Everything is so much better. That's an attitude that has no interest in trying to trans transition, transform, elevate outside of just we're, we're here to help the animals. Now, my argument here that a lot of some of the ethical vegans don't really like, but the way I see it is we're as long as you have folks that is 
that, that if they you dedicate your life, there's some folks that eat that every day. If you're eating the kind of processed stuff every day over time, and you're not doing enemas, you're not practicing Muses diet. Over time, this stuff, the slime residue of these foods build up in your GI tract, in your system, in your colon. And what happens to a lot of so-called vegetarians and, and what is happening to a number of vegans for various reasons is folks are going back. And when they go back, it's not pretty. It's going all the way back to a worse diet than when they started their adventure into plant-based world. And so... My message is one of transition. It's one of understanding and using these tools that we have at our disposal so that we can transform our physiology and take uh, take this journey somewhere. We want to be able to sustain and take this. It's not a overnight thing. It's not a quick fix. It's not a all you need to do is just eat nothing but fruit for the rest of days. It's not all you need to do is just eat processed vegan junk food for the no nuance all about the nuance. How do we use these tools to take things to uh, the next level? So I want to talk about <sighs> there's two major brands right now. There's kind of the plant based fake meat wars and so we have the so-called impossible burger on one side and you f are finding these in is vegan and vegetarian restaurants things like uh they're gonna be there's a whopper i think that i don't know if it's out everywhere yet but i read that the burger king has got the impossible whopper uh, I'm not sure if the impossible is what's at White Castle, which is a, a chain, you know, burger joint chain in, in some parts of the country. So that's the impossible burger. And then what you started to see, I don't know, a year or two ago, maybe in stores is the uh, Beyond Meat, which instead of using uh, wheat based or soy based protein, they are using uh, pea protein. And so, so that so that's kind of the thing. Let me go. There's a quick video. This is from a Minneapolis news uh, broadcast, and they kind of get into the details of this. So let's let's take a look here at uh, at this. Are becoming more and more popular. Some Twin Cities restaurants even report being sold out of the Impossible Burger. And since the company Beyond Meat went public last month, its stock price has gone up 600%. So what is in meatless meat? Good question. Heather Brown took people on a taste test. So what do you think? I actually really liked it. We asked people to compare my burger's Impossible Burger to beef. It tastes very similar to the normal burger. Yeah. I think it's pretty comparable. It's not beef. It's not beef. Wait, really? Are, are you serious? No, I'm, yeah, I'm serious. There are two big players in this meatless space, Impossible, which is mostly in restaurants. It tastes a lot like meat. And Beyond Meat, which is more in grocery stores. What is in Beyond Meat? Well, there's a lot of things. Tyler Lorenzen is president of Minneapolis-based Purus. Beyond Meat's plant-based meat uh, that's powered by pea protein. Purus makes pea protein powder. We ultimately extract that protein out. It's a key ingredient in Beyond Meat. 
Also in there, other plant proteins, canola oil, beet juice. And the beet juices to mimic the, the redness that you, you found in, find in animal meat. How is the Impossible Burger different? Yeah, so the Impossible Burger doesn't have pea protein in it. Instead, Impossible uses soy protein and a molecule called heme. Heme is what makes meat taste like meat. So similar practices, but different starting material. The meatless companies talk a lot about what their products could mean for the environment. The climate change, natural resource use. And there is debate. It's highly polarizing and highly argued. On what's nutritionally healthier. Here's registered dietitian Sue Moores. I would say probably they're really quite close. Calories, fat, and saturated fat are similar. The meatless has more sodium, the meat has more cholesterol. But much more of a driver in terms of impact on health, particularly heart health, mm -hmm. is more about saturated fat. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody is a big beef eater mm -hmm. and they would put some of this in to sort of balance that scale, then that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Does it need to take the place of all red meat? No, because there's great things in beef. I kind of look at his burger and that one looks good too. Heather Brown. But <laughs> the taste of this was good enough then I would order it again. WCCO 4 News. Heather also talked with the Minnesota Beef Council today, and they said to remember that their product has one ingredient versus the meatless, which can have up to 20 ingredients. All right, wait, I have a, I have a special message here. Somebody's calling in. Let's see what they have to say. It's a trap! Okay. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so that's just to give a little context of what's going on with that. So, years ago, I predicted that in the future we would have fast food joints, McDonald's and Burger King and all these type of places would start to sell plant-based alternative, whatever you want to call it, the fake meat stuff. And 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 back when I first was saying it, people would just because it it, it seemed like something that was so far away. So I'm talking like 2003, 2004, real early on in the practice of the mucus's diet, I predicted that one day in the future, a lot of things, that's going to be part of a worldwide transition, and it's going to be an incredibly slow transition, even though it's actually a little faster than I had anticipated. I'm, I'm, I, I can tell you what's probably going to happen, but I have trouble with the timing. Um, my prediction of timing, I never claim to have a good prediction of timing, but I'm, I've rarely been wrong. If I, if I say something's going to happen, it usually happens. So it's actually happening sooner than I anticipated, but I knew that sometime in the future we're going to start to see it, and maybe it's right on track in terms of the timing because it's not at all burger joints yet. You know, this is we're seeing the introduction to places like when you you know when you got Burger King and McDoodles and Taco Hell and you know these guys and I guess it's White Castle and all whatever and and big restaurants that are starting to make I mean you didn't have none of that there was no if you went someplace and you wanted a plant based thing maybe a restaurant would have kind of some nasty uh patty vegetable patty that was often held together with egg uh stuff and you know it was it was it was rough if you was if you were trying to go out and do that and that's why the folks that continued in the lifestyle of staying and going to restaurants and stuff uh tended to not really have a chance going down the mucus's diet path because 
it was way too easy to you you walk into the restaurant with the best intentions and then it's way too easy to just oh well, there's a little cheese in there oh, a little cross contamination here and uh, i'll be all right and then you know you, you never are getting anywhere so again part of my personal transition was cutting out restaurants and so i went probably almost 15 14 15 years of not eating at a restaurant once you know and i finally had checked out a, a vegan it was a uh, went with a friend to a vegan restaurant and there's a couple around here and so i kind of went to check out the salad and stuff but <clears throat> i went years and years where i just refused to go into any kind of restaurant setting i mean i just was not that whole dynamic of you know being served by someone coming up like there's something that that's just very once i got into the mucus's diet it just did not feel good you know i just it was weird it's a weird thing to me and back then there with no options you couldn't say oh get me a such and such now you can go into a lot of restaurants and they'll have some kind of soy patty or like the impossible burger or whatever i still wouldn't trust it because how do you know unless it's like an all vegan type of space how do you know they're not doing cross-contamination and uh so on and so forth but uh so just for me personally a a a part of why i was successful in the early days on my transition was that was one of the hardcore decisions i made in terms of transition and so so look so look at this here's how the difference kind of nuance and mentality so on one hand, there are some people that, that are holding on to going to restaurants, but they're like, no, but I'm, I'm going to keep going to restaurants. But then they're going to maybe the vegan and the vegetarian places or that kind of thing. And it's making it hard for them to transition because you go to those places and all of a sudden there's access to all this stuff. And, you know, it's, it's hard to not to just stay with something super simple you know you're like yeah let me try that well that looks interesting let me uh that kind of thing uh so in my case i said okay there there are some of those kind of items that i'm going to use but i have to make it so i'm not going to be going to uh you know going to a restaurant and having them prepared i'm i'm going to make this stuff let's take a look at the it, uh, an old version of the mucus's diet healing system and and kind of get deeper into is is this something that could be used if you're going by the book, so-called book uh, the mucus's diet healing system to what extent can this type of fake meat kind of stuff be used should it be used how would you use it that kind of thing so so now we're getting into something that is a bit uh, uh I don't know if you want to say controversial. It's just something that there's not, there hasn't been a lot of discussion on it because there's not a whole lot of people that have digged uh, deeply into the different additions of the mucus's diet. Uh, there's really only one other person that I know of right now uh, that has, that does this similar kind of work in, in research and analysis. Uh, so I'm a, what we're going to put on the monitor here, this is, uh, this is the 1924 uh, 6th edition, which uh, this one right here, that's what, that's what it looks like. Uh, 1924 6th edition. Uh, 
So what you notice with these early editions, the oldest I have, I have a second edition. That, that's the oldest version of the Mucus's Diet in existence that I know of. I've never seen a first edition. Uh, and I can tell you that the second edition is quite different from the fourth edition. And then the fourth edition is different from the sixth edition. And these editions were updated probably by Fred Hirsch. And so it's an interesting conversation for us to have within the mucus free community as to so-called uh, uh you know what 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 is the book when you say well i go buy the book well which edition are you talking about because the majority of people that have been exposed to the mucus's diet healing system were exposed to one of the editions that fred hirsch had took some liberties with her let me say some liberties but he he makes a note where he changes some things at least in one part and this is the part so we're in the the vegetarian lessons section uh this is uh, uh so here this is the cooked vegetable recipes so there's uh an item in these early versions called protose which is a wheat gluten meat early meat substitute old school kind of stuff this stuff called nuttoline and uh, so right here we got this this mock ham loaf one pound nuttoline uh, uh fourth a pound protose four teaspoons uh, uh sativa or, or vegex so one of the reasons why in later editions this was totally changed like this section has has was updated over the years because they used brand names of things that went out of existence <laughs> over the years so uh, vegex i don't think that uh you know i don't think that was around maybe it is i don't know uh but uh nuttoline and some of these things it's like yeah they're they might still make versions of it but it's hard to find uh that kind of thing and there was a few other things like that but you'll notice that protose is used quite a bit and i in the annotated version i make note of this and i and, and so i say that protose is used there's protose cutlets uh one pound of savory loaf uh, uh one cup bran flakes uh i mean it's it's some stuff in here that that would be eliminated later and so this is a more advanced analysis uh, that we could get into one day which we do get into a little bit in the mucus diet healing system e-course we got to see protose hash protose stew so protose or other nut food so this there's various ways to look at this you could either look at this as fred hirsch doing something horrible and he added these things that never should have been added the, the, a menu or look at it as as I, I tend to do, you have Professor Arnold Eretz's work, uh, and then you have the editor taking a, a few editorial liberties and over the years updating and changing uh, a, a menu or a, a recipe book. This is considered you know, the recipe book section. So, so personally, so, so, so that's just some background context. When I started practicing the mucus's diet and I was hanging out with Brother Air and he had told me that he did for, for his family that was early on in their transition, he would let them use a little bit of uh, some of the 
the fake meat soy product kind of stuff and but he cautioned and said that's not something that you want to mess with too deeply or for too long is for within the context of transition you can make you know use this stuff a little bit but it's easy to get strung out on it if you're not careful so for me if i was craving something really bad so i'm craving uh well my technique with that really i I didn't want to try and use the fake meat when i craved meat Uh, so i actually didn't really use the fake meat until i had been gotten over my addiction to actual meat now think about that now that was that was the decision that i made in terms of the art of my transition where that made sense i don't want to try and psych myself out and make and, and convince myself that i'm eating real meat when it's this this fake whatever stuff instead i'm just gonna look at this stuff as its own food its own stuff its own little entity and so i by the time i really started experimenting with the 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 soy based stuff and all that kind of stuff i had already uh really was kind of off of uh off of meat you know it wasn't having a lot of those meat cravings and things uh while we well, while we're on it, i'm gonna read a little excerpt from my book spirit speaks and so now we're moving into this is my journey the way that i use these things which is uh i use within the context of the transition diet and uh so let's uh take a look here so this is there's a section mucus lean menus for terrible uh terrible cravings and i'm having a talk <laughs> i talk about here uh, uh was this, this was uh when samantha was going through some really crazy uh uh, uh cravings is early on in the transition and stuff that she's just just craving all this stuff and so uh i say sounds like you're really uh you're, you're ready to hear the more uh hear more about the nitty-gritty of the transition uh, i'll give you a few of the combinations that help me along with approaches i've observed others use I do not strongly recommend or suggest avoiding these. Just tuck the ideas away for what I refer to as the crackhead days when you are in the supermarket craving insane stuff. If you don't crave or need any of these things and can go straight into a raw mucusless program, then go for it. However, I've yet to see anyone not pass through some version of this transition period and sustain a long-term mucus-free lifestyle. To get through this period, I had to adopt a survivalist, quote, by any means necessary kind of attitude. Nothing w- was going to prevent me from practicing the mucus diet at its highest uh, level possible. I drew my strongest in- inspiration from John Coltrane and endeavored to practice the diet on a level he practiced music. I mentioned this only to convey the challenge of this path. Okay, now for the nasty. You are uh, familiar with the cleaner menus, the combination salad, fruits, raw and steamed starchless vegetables etc which are the mainstays <clears throat> then i go through some of my early transition menus i won't read all this uh, i think i mentioned that when i was really getting off of meat i was using uh raisin bran i ate a lot of raisin bran with with 
uh, with soy milk. And I don't, it's, it, and see that the, what's useful about these case studies is not to do exactly what I did, but to, to get a, first of all, a realistic perspective of what this can actually look like uh, on, uh, for real, not the sanitized version that most people are going to share with you of what they're doing uh, or what they say that they did or whatever. But the, the real, like, okay, this is transition. Because that thing, I haven't, I ate that stuff maybe for no longer than two years. You know, within the first year, I pretty much was off of that type of that because I couldn't take it anymore in my stomach. But that kind of cereal stuff. But it was, it was a tool that really helped me out. Uh, bake the baked banana surprise, all that kind of stuff. Let's see, transitioning off of fast food. Uh, probably talk about well, we won't. Yeah, that, that was the, the 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 Taco Bell veget, vegetarian days. You know, in the early within those first and for my first year of the transition, I, I'd say the whole year is really that first six months. But that spring, I started diet in the fall, and then I went crazy that following spring. In for a, like a month, I was just eating all kinds of like vegetarian stuff, uh, and I was I'd go to Taco Bell and get uh i get like three of the the bean burritos with no cheese and have them put extra lettuce in it and then i think i had these sun chips or something and i'd get that and i'd go to a park and i'd, I'd eat this stuff and i feel so terrible afterward but and, and so i'm again i'm not telling anybody else to do this there i've worked with a ton of people that ne- have never had to do that but they weren't me and where I was coming from is bad. The, the amount of food that I used to eat, it wasn't that I just ate less than optimal choices. I, I ate tons of food. And so my transition had to deal with that accordingly. So I needed something that was going to be like, you know, kind of heavy on me and, and have massive amounts of something. And, uh, and so that was one of the things that, that helped. Uh, the beans was big. Okay, so I, I'm going to just go through these just while we're here. So the Nature Burger, I got real into this Nature Burger. Uh, this is fantastic brand, Nature Burger. It's hard to find now. You can order it online, that kind of thing. But I would get into uh, this uh, these, these Nature Burgers. So I think Brother Air, he at first talk talked about he he had let me know about that he's like well his members of his family are using this stuff and and he kind of just because he already knew where the cravings were going like he had been there so he could he could tell me he it was like he would give me the information right before i would have a major craving in that direction or or as i'm going through something and he would say well you know you know what's a hell of a combination if you're really craving something terrible at nature burger and some of that that mayonnaise or whatever you know that kind of thing and so i got into some serious nature burger stuff and uh and 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 the, the connection to the mucus to a to a transition diet mucus type diet type of thing is one of the recipes eric talks about if you are going to use rice if you cook cook the rice or if you, you soak the rice and let the slime kind of exit out of it and and drain it and then put it into a patty and fry it you uh, uh cook out a lot of the the stickiest and most dangerous properties of the rice 
And so essentially Nature Burger is sort of a rice slash wheat glutinous type of thing. So, uh, and again, so I'm not recommending this. You could, if you're into, you can make your own versions of this if you're there. See, I wasn't nowhere near there that to, to be able to, to make my own. I wasn't going to, I just wouldn't have done that, you know, uh, back, back when I was into the diet. So I'm being realistic and real about where I was at and what was happening. So I wasn't going to get a, a cookbook and go get, uh, you know, it's like, okay, make a nature burger at home and put all the, and, and have a food, pro- I didn't have a food processor, all that. you know, so for me, this was something that really helped me out when it was time, when I was having some crazy cravings and was ready to, you know, just my stomach is ready to go on back. And this was a way for me to, well, say, no, I'm not going back. Let's deal with this. Uh, then I got the section messing with soy products. So that's what I wanted to get to and said, uh, I say, I also messed with some of the soy products in this mode. The go lean soy burger meat was made into patties or put into tomato sauces. Soy lunch meats were put on top of salads or even cooked with a saute. In fact, soy, ham, turkey, and pepperoni saute, uh, and, and put on to toast with soy butter and mayo kicked my butt for a while. <laughs> it was bringing back memories, man. You know, yeah, that yeah, the cooked Dagwood lunch meat <laughs> sandwich with all the meats, several kinds of cheese. Well, I used to get that at Penn Station. This it's Dagwood. It was like all the meats, extra cheese, extra mayo. That was my thing. So I was like craving that. Uh, and so I would I kind of made these little things at home that was kind of, you know, that was just sort of, uh, you know, that, that was kind of reminiscent of, of some of those things. Uh, let's see. Such soy items could also find their way on the top of a vegetarian pizza. So I went through a vegetarian pizza, or vegan pizza phase, uh, getting off of meat with. Uh, and then I talk about the 100 percent wheat spaghetti, which I won't get into here. So I share all that just to give you some realistic context and some nuance and to understand that, yes, I used these things early on in my transition because I needed to, but they didn't hang around for a long time. It wasn't something that I ate every day over and over again. It wasn't something that I thought in my head that, okay, this is a part of my lifestyle for a long time. I'm be eating that. No, a lot of these things within the first year to two years, I was, was done with it. And if I did come back to it, it would be really short periods of time, maybe once or twice a year. So again, think about the logic of that type of transition. So I'm going from where I could go and sit down and eat two foot longs with chili and cheese, a cheeseburger, a root beer, a root beer float, and a bag of popcorn at the neighborhood root beer stand in Sharonville, Ohio, where I do that every week, at least once a week. So I'm going from where I eat like that, or I could eat an entire pizza by myself, large double pepperoni, extra cheese, ham, and bacon pizza by myself, one of them. So I'm coming from that and I spend one or two years where I'm eating this, this nature burger 
kind of stuff. And uh, again, huge salads, big cooked mucus-free stuff. I got my cooked mucus-free fruits, which is, of course, helping me, my baked banana surprise. So I do that for a couple years. Then maybe year, year four, I do Nature Burger maybe for one month. Maybe year five or year six, I only, I only do Nature Burger for a week. And, and every time we get further and further away, I'm only using those things once. Very rarely until you get to a point where I had totally, I've been off of wheat products, I don't know, is it how many years, five years or something, where I just got totally got off of, stopped using the 100% wheat uh, toast and all that kind of stuff. So understand the trajectory of that type, that style of transition, where there is a logic to that to permanently get off of something to where there's no craving left for it. You know, I always liked one of the techniques that Brother Air used, which was to eat, if you were craving something, just to eat something until you just didn't crave it at all anymore. You just, it's like you ate something, you didn't feel guilty about it, you just dealt with it within the context of the details of the transition, you dealt with it and kept on uh, kept on going and if you're doing the enemas lemon juice and distilled water enemas which i regularly did every day was doing them that helped just move this stuff along so the slimy stuff i was eating wasn't hanging around for a long time to to sit in there and then my body started taking me i never forced myself to fast i didn't force myself to do six month long juice fast that's not a part of the mucus diet i don't you know say anything in regards to mucus diet for when i started doing those at a particular point in my transition my body led me to that based on having did 24 hour fast by the book the doing the two day three day four day fast and that which in the early days for me would sometimes trigger cold and flu-like symptoms is my body once i started going down the path my body wanted to throw off all this stuff wanted to get rid of it and so i see some people some folks are so sensitive and they get just a little sniffle and they're so concerned they're so like ah, i thought this was supposed to be i'm like man get ready i used to go through uh, boxes of tissues and i talk about all that in in uh, spirit speaks which we was just looking at but the the point is that this that there's different plateau points there's this is a dynamic journey this isn't one this isn't a straight line as i talk about in one of my articles that this cyclical idea where there's ups and downs but through the ups and downs you always want to be cycling upward you know, there's gonna be uh, there's ups and downs. This whole this whole time is gonna be some ups and downs, but you want to just continue to cycle upward. So, with all of that, when we talk about this, you know, the Impossible Burgers and the Go, uh, you know, I use the Go Lean. We got the Beyond Meat, all this kind of stuff. I recommend a mindset to not not be comfortable when you when you're eating that kind of stuff understand first put it into context with the transition and make sure it's eliminating because i could tell the difference between 
certain like one brand of soy burger versus another totally eliminated different and so i would get the one that eliminated the best and the way that i could tell if it was eliminating good or not if i had a bowel movement and it smelled like death then i'm like okay this is probably not a good transitional tool for me but if i you know eat another brand and it doesn't smell as bad and it's not leaving behind i don't have to sit there and wipe forever it's it's kind of coming off halfway clean uh and i didn't have uh indigestion or and and this kind of stuff heartburn and my throat and if though then that means that was eliminating well for the time something that eliminates well today doesn't necessarily mean it's going to eliminate well tomorrow or next week or next month so this is the kind of intensive work that we're doing with permanently transitioning away from these kinds of foods and so my word of my new the nuance here is to say that we don't necessarily that these things can be used sometimes now you want to do your research and find i don't know this impossible one is kind of nasty and there there is some articles on the gmo ingredients of it and and all that kind of stuff so i won't even get into all that i'm not going to get into the the farming stuff and all, all that kind of stuff that's other people talk about that stuff all day i'm interested in what we have available as tools if you are more advanced or you are already into maybe you've studied raw foodism or you're coming you don't even have and and you don't have any kind of cravings for this kind of stuff then you don't need to do you don't need to use these tools there are a lot of tools i want you to start looking at these food choices menus and food combinations as tools and not every tool in the toolbox is needed all the time and for each person and for every job one job might need okay i need this I need this type of screwdriver. Another job might, okay, I need this hammer. Being educated on the transition diet and the mucus diet healing system is being educated about the tools that you have at your disposal that you can use for your transition when needed. And the study of, of understanding what is available to you and the self research that you do on your own body to figure out what eliminates well what doesn't eliminate well all of these things are part of the transition by any means necessary transitioning to the next level to the next level and again you're getting you go you're going through periods where you're 100 mucus free you go through periods where you might be juice fasting and you are doing all of these various things eating nothing but fruit for a week or whatever you know you you might go through those kinds of things but understand that when when it hits the fan and you hit the glass ceiling and you can't go no further and remember what good old professor spira had to say about transition and come on back and get into this methodology uh you do have to do a little work you have to do your own research because we're we're not going to just tell you what you need to eat. You got to look into these different tools that we're talking about 
Now, of course, what's nice is we got all this stuff in the books. We got, you know, Spirit Speaks and, uh, and the Annotated Mucus Diet, Rational Fasting. We, we have, I've tried to make the material easily available. Uh, there's a link below. If you want to get all seven of the books at one time, the Mucus Free Life Ultimate Book Bundle, uh, you can do that. I'm still signing autographs in the one in the top uh, paperback version. There's a version where you can get all the paperback editions. Uh, it's called the Ultimate Everything. The, all the paperback editions, all of the PDF versions. What I like about the PDF versions as well is it allows you to. Uh, so it's you know you, of course you you know you want it's great to have the book in your hand, but that's why I like that ultimate everything uh, package because you get both uh, the best of both worlds so it's good to hold it in your hand but it's also nice to be able to sometimes just whiz around on on an electronic document or if you're doing research somebody is talking about okay well let's look up so well soy is not in, in this is rational fasting but if we're looking at uh hair and you do a search for that is not where i need to first i need to hit control f then the find comes down <laughs> and uh if i just if i'm looking for a topic so it's okay hair and so you could but you can whiz through these documents to find what you need so i like having that the pdf at your disposal as a tool having the paperback versions at your disposal as a tool and uh and there you go with the it's <laughs> that's it's it's it, to me yeah a lot of this is about tools getting the information that you need and using the information as a tool this is all about finding uh, the right tools for you uh, the right transition and uh, so let's see and, here oh uh, didn't mean to do that so uh, okay so that's that's kind of all I that's mostly what I got to say about the whole impossible burger beyond meat all that kind of stuff I'm not a fan of the mentality that a lot of the so-called vegans and and, and vegetarians and, and those folks are kind of getting uh, getting bamboozled. You know, they're getting wrong. Because anytime <laughs> when the same people that make, uh, uh, that are producing and making regular burgers, you know, now they're what they, in the industry, they started to see, okay, wow, there's, this vegan thing isn't going to go away anytime soon. A lot of people are plant-based, whatever you term you want to use, it's not going away anytime soon. We need to capitalize on that. We're not going to make a whole lot of money selling apples and oranges, grapes and plums. So let's create some very addictive, fake stuff that we can sell these folks and get them. And one of the reasons, you know, it's funny when on that video we watched a little earlier and the woman, of course, she's like, you know, you, you still get your you get your meat, you know, but this can supplement the meat. OK, so that's where you get off into bizarro world right there that as soon as the nutritionists or the doctors start talking, it's just like it, it, it just sounds like, uh, you know, just nails on a chalkboard. I mean, just, you know, just like, man, that just that what she said was just so stupid. But, 
but in terms of just the trend, you know, just you know, using these things within the context of a transition, again, you do your research, try to find the cleanest that you can find that has the least amount of crazy things in it and always observe the elimination and use it only if you need it. But uh, like I said, I, I kind of put all that stuff in here as far in terms of my personal because some stuff I forget. That was one of the reasons I wanted to write it all down was the practical transitional stuff that I personally went through on the journey. Because there, there's nobody that practices music that, 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 that's just, there's, there's no such thing as like perfect. Uh, it is about the journey. It's about the transition. So let's see what's what's going on. So let's let's check out the folks down here in the in the chat and uh what 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 are you guys what are you guys up to over here let's see if there's any if there's any questions for me or i say hi to everybody what's going on levi what's going on uh momo soulful yeah what's up doug greetings doug greetings cloud spirals and uh, Thunderbird says, never understood the concept of trying to make vegetarian food taste like meat products. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, like I said, I, I tried to, I really avoided uh, getting too deep into that stuff until I really didn't have a, a huge taste for that. See, the difference, was, I would have a craving for the heaviness, but not for that taste of that meat you know i would really i noticed that it, what the kind of stuff i was really craving was the salt it was like all of this the condiments that you would put on the meat it was uh, the salt and the seasonings and you know the mayonnaise kind of stuff and all you know the vinegary condiments you know that would be the stuff i would really start craving and uh and so i just i just observed that and you know eric talks about the condiments he he's he says look let's put this stuff into context and be reasonable it's way better if you're gonna have something bad than and you are craving some mustard or ketchup or mayonnaise or something like that it's way better to be to use that than it is to you know eat the whatever it was that you were that you thought you were craving you know have a big chunk of meat or something like that but uh yeah it's 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 a strange strange thing but that is <laughs> you know that's the, the 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 world we live in you know bizarre world <clears throat> see classic man says what about eating too much fish because of the type of mer mercury that they consume well i'm not into eating fish at all i'm not in, i'm not into using fish as a transitional tool on any level so if you're looking for things that are hardcore about my approach or something, then, I mean, to me, that's not hardcore. But for me, fish is out immediately. No, tra no transition with, with fish. And for me, just my recommendation, I, fish should be immediately eliminated from the diet. But that's my opinion, uh, and that was also it was pretty clear in the mucus diet healing system from Eric's perspective. Uh, those kind of things you you would be wanting to get off of off of that stuff pretty quick so when you start getting into the mercury poisoning and all this kind of poisoning of the fish 
we ain't we're not even trying to use that stuff anyway so uh, as we talk about in some of the videos what is the filthiest kind of meat that you can consume fish fish is the nastiest stuff that you could put in your body you know to uh in that food realm uh, as far as i can i'm concerned because you know as brother air says now you're eating something that is swimming around and existing in the same stuff that it defecates in and you're you know and eliminates uh in and uh and you know you get it as soon as you people go fishing and you get it and it's all and you're wiggling around as soon as it comes out the water it already doesn't smell good it smells like what you know fish that's usually a, a pejorative kind of idea of something smelling bad if it smells like fish it doesn't smell very good and so uh yeah so fish is something I'm, I'm not a fan of at all i don't recommend using it at all for transitional purposes uh we got a lot of other tools that we can use to you know get get away from that you know that that fish is it's pure pure pus uh just just pure pus and so we we don't need that Obacon Jones, what's going on, my brother? How you doing? Let's see. The carnivore diet is really done out of spite because no human ever ate primarily meat. That had to be done by an ex-vegan slash fruitarian. Oh, yeah. These diets uh, that we got these paleo stuff. And I look at it like the uh, start off with the Atkins diet in the 90s. And then paleo was kind of a reworking of that type of thing and then now we got the keto keto ketogenic uh concept that all the uh, is all the rage in uh, athletic circles and that kind of thing and so it's all madness you know it's all just playing in the sandbox uh, a, a, a meat induced sandbox <laughs> sandbox filled with sand and meat Let's see, Thunderbird is going down here. One, this tribe says, why after 30 years of lemon enemas is bro air still doing them? Surely after all this time, juice fasting, etc., there's no need. Uh, is it just out of habit now, you reckon? Uh, so, I mean, that's 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 his practice. That's his research, his, his pioneering way forward. He is trying to do things in terms of and has, has a vision of cleaning the body to a level that's beyond what the average person that I would even recommend the average person even try to think about. Uh, he really wants to get into this next level kind of thing. You, you know, the, and, and it's, it's hard to get into this discussion without immediately going really deep because I avoid talking about stuff that often gets mis misconstrued in terms of, uh, you know living on air and you know th these kind of discussions uh he is a pioneer that for me i'm just i just listen to what he you know i just listen observe and take note of uh, of what he's doing you know what he's trying to do trying to accomplish uh it's clear as we try to make clear that we are not once you get past the basics of the mucus's diet healing system book now you are a pioneer you are 
you you it's like when you learn how to ride a bike and you got the training wheels on you, you take the training wheels off now you you can you start teaching yourself tricks and things that you do to it be a lot more advanced so the stuff he's doing is just on such a level it's hard to talk about on when when you're still when you got folks that are still dealing with like i said the impossible burger and all this kind of stuff uh the things that brother air is trying to do is is very remarkable but uh and and he's seeing that he uh, still he's got waste coming out uh and that is uh just a perspective that he's developed that he's why he's watching this stuff still come out where he's he's doing fast i mean at any given time he really only eats solid food if anything one or two uh, two or three months out of the year and the rest of the time is juicing or dry fasting he's got he's been doing more and more long-term dry fasting periods uh, and you know for the end the animals just keep moving that stuff out you know there's the old chicken embryo example that it's in one of it might be in rational fasting it's in one of one of the books uh, but they did an experiment years and years ago chicken embryos and they kept these embryos alive for many years i think it was and and, the, and what they did was they just uh, they just took the waste out of it as long as they every day they would eliminate the cellular waste the cells produced waste and they would remove that waste and for it was something almost 22 23 or something years they kept these embryos alive and one day they didn't take that they didn't get that waste out of there and the embryos died you know and so i look at it kind of like that in terms of uh eliminating and whether you eat or not you know your your cells are, are eliminating and until we get ourselves to the point where the breath cleans everything then uh you know hey you you do what you got to do and i think too folks don't they they have trouble wrapping their mind around how bad of a condition we're in as human beings so-called human beings uh or, or should i say beings formerly known as human put that on a t-shirt and as yeah quote professor yeah beings formerly known as human because we're not on that level uh, and we have generations upon generations upon generations of transitioning uh, physiological transformation and muta- uh, transmutation to do to get back into what we would consider would be sort of a normal state of existence, which for we're so far away from it can only be a philosophical notion at this point. So, yeah. So, but hey, if you don't want to do them, you know, if you don't want to do the animal, no one's forcing you to do them. You know, it's, it's, uh, it is, as we say, the research. We're often doing research on ourselves to see what's going on. <laughs> Brother Air said, do they have the impossible salad? Uh, yeah, yeah. They'll, well, they, well, of course, they'll, they'll make, you know, you know, cut up the burger and put it on top of the salad, and uh, that'll be the, 
the uh, the impossible salad. Then uh, one of the scribes says, uh, "You mind addressing the question of the animal?" And he's you know there's some videos if you look back at some of our old interviews where he talks about that. You know, we talk about the animals in some of those, and you know, and I kind of just addressed it uh, just from my perspective here. Brother Air is not one to do a lot of typing, so uh, you have to excuse him if he doesn't. Uh, type you a really long <laughs> explanation back uh on this uh on this chat here but uh let's see let's see rick says meat is a stimulant and suppresses the body from eliminating poisons and toxemias a person who eats meat or any type of mucus long term will have issues at some point down the road yeah so you know just some some discussion going on so that's that's good. I'm just kind of scanning through, seeing if there's uh, some questions. I see Levi is asking about uh, glandulars and that kind of thing. So I'm, that that's that's a big topic. I don't know. I don't. I, I think I'm, I might table that one for for a moment uh, here. But yeah, I'm I'm aware of uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah Dr. Morris's uh, methods there, and I you know, some of that stuff is is in flux and. You know, because when you get into that, now you're talking about really, really deep, deep, you know, chronic conditions, and so I, I'm, tr you know, I tend to try to stay in the transition level, and uh, in terms of the public things, now I'll talk a little bit more about that sometimes in the private settings when, if, and and on one-on-one -on -one settings if that's something that needs to be discussed, but. Uh, but yeah, I'll. Uh, but I might, might address that uh, in in the future if if uh, if that comes back around again. And can't remember if might have said something about him in Spirit Speaks. I can't remember though. Uh, let's see. Joe said I just had Beyond Meat Burger this weekend and I felt bad. LOL. It's tough because I travel a lot with my kids, so when I have to feed them, it's tough for me to eat according to my transition and uh he said i'm glad you address it though professor spirit yeah and you know and and i share the fact that i've used those things and would experiment with them and uh and sometimes i would and check it out too to see well what what can be useful if if i have to recommend something to a client you know, I want to recommend the best version of all of those. And so I will do a little experimentation research and see what is going to eliminate the best. I mean, for me, that is that's all often the answer to the question when it's talk, when you're talking about transition diet and what foods to use and avoid the idea of what eliminates well for you. And the way that you study that is, and this is this is just where you get intense into your own practice of what you're doing with the transition. You have to eat this stuff, and again, you if you're using the proper methodology, you get your big raw salad, you get all those kind of things. You eat the stuff, and you will be able to tell if this if it's digesting or not. And sometimes maybe you need more salad stuff maybe you need need to eat less of something or more of something else and that's the art of the transition and being able to really understand about uh about these these type of things and so again you using this stuff 
as a tool and uh so yeah so i am going to uh let's see we're going to take a quick break listen to a little bit of music and then we're going to come back and talk about uh natural hair and it's just kind of a topic just kind of been on my mind i don't see enough people that really talk about uh natural hair and these kind of things and it's a big part of eret's philosophy and in discussion and rational fasting uh, there's a little bit of it in that held over into the mucus's diet healing system, but uh, and I've talked about the hair and things on a couple of videos before, but I wanted to address that again because we're really trying to when we when we say get in tune with nature, you know, and then there's a lot of people talk about the antenna, you know, the antennas uh, that uh, you that uh, why would we cut something off? that uh that's that we use you know that can be useful so so we'll get into that in a moment uh what i'm gonna do now is i want to play a song that is uh so this is something there's a, a group uh, a muse a musical group i'm a part of called uh chbg the chicken hawk bird getters and uh this <laughs> we do a lot of stuff where you know I'm, I play trombone but i also in this particular cut this was something we did years ago around two maybe 2010 went in the studio and i'm playing the keyboard part and the trombone part on this particular cut you know so we as we layered it and everything so uh so this is chbg and i bring this up because we will be playing uh, a week from this weekend at the at Comfest in Columbus, Ohio, uh, CHBG on that Saturday we play. I think it's around seven o'clock on the jazz stage. Uh, we perform. That's been a, tr- uh, a tradition for many years now. We play Comfest, uh, and then Brother Air and I also will be unveiling our duo, uh, Brother uh, Professor Spear and Brother Air Fire Music Project at Comfest as well and we play on saturday i think it's 420 i'll post up about that on facebook uh sometime this week but if you are in the columbus area you want to come and hang and check us out uh we would love to see you but uh here is a little chbg this song is called don't don't trip the funk Thank you. 
you out. But what if I told you that you are eating foods that create nasty slime in the body? Certain foods that you eat on a daily basis can actually cause the slime to accumulate and make it harder for your cells to breathe. These foods are making you age faster and are tearing your body apart from the inside out. These wrong foods are leaving behind residues of nasty waste that are slowly but surely shortening your lifespan, lowering your quality of life, and destroying your vitality. The good news is, this waste can be eliminated naturally. Discover the simplest and most powerful natural lifestyle secret that has improved the lives of thousands. Introducing Professor Arnold Eric's Mucusless Diet Healing System, annotated, revised, and edited by Professor Spira. You will learn how to naturally get rid of that annoying stuffy nose, soothe your terrible cough, melt away unwanted body fat, prevent dangerous health issues, and heal yourself of painful illnesses. If you care about your health, this is the most important book you will ever read. Visit www.mucusfreelife.com forward slash revise dash mucusless dash diet to get your copy right now while supplies last. brothers and sisters hope you enjoyed music that was chbg that's me on trombone and keyboard and jari smith on drums uh, jariah smith on bass and joey 
Gerwin on the percussion, and uh, we are a, we're a fun fun group, fun group of guys. And like I said, also we got Brother Air and myself doing a duet on the Comfest in Columbus, Ohio, uh, coming up a week from this Saturday. So if you are in town or you want to come in town, come on down. We are going to have a lot of fun. Real quick, want to give a status update on our uh, fundraiser here. First of all, I want to profusely thank all of the folks that have donated to the our GoFundMe uh, campaign for the Professor Arnold Era Day celebration, which is going to be July 27th and 28th. The Whetstone Park of Roses Shelter House. We are going to have a great time. Uh, uh, the uh, fundraiser is only going to be up probably a couple more days. Uh, we're going to. My goal is to release the tickets tomorrow, as I promised. I'd get it at the end of this week. I wasn't able to do it for today, but uh, tomorrow uh, I want to try to get those tickets out there. If you're signed up for the early bird, you will get that message. Tomorrow, uh, at some point, I commit to getting that to you tomorrow. Then I will probably let everybody else know about it on Saturday. At least give the folks with if signed up for the early bird uh, a head start, a day head start to go on ahead and get those tickets because there's a limited number of the early bird tickets. But uh, I will mention uh, if I scroll way on down here to the. Uh, donation levels this is your chance the only ones i'm gonna talk about is the con uh, the consultation levels uh at a hundred dollars you get a 15 minute call with uh, uh me and brother air two hundred dollars 60 minute mucus's diet consultation with me or brother air whoever you choose 250 dollar all of the above plus i'll create a, a four-week uh personalized menu plan for you and at uh, $300 all of the above plus free enrollment in the mucus's diet healing system e-course and then uh, at the $350 level, you have two different options. And one of those options is to have all of the above plus three additional weekly consultations uh, with me plus email support, which is basically like my old monthly uh, uh, consultation package. You know, I haven't done offered consultations in a, in a year. Uh, I took a year, basically took a year off uh, of doing consultations because I needed to. And so this is your chance because I don't know when I'm going to open it up. I had promised I was going to go open them up sometime in the future, but I didn't say how long. So this is me opening them up there. This is if you want to work with me, get a consultation, go over. We can go over. I can answer all your questions. We can go over your case study. Uh, uh, well, study or study your case, go over your case uh, and really just what I'm good at is the is transition diet, giving you some uh, uh, things that you probably didn't think about that you might be able to use in your particular personal situation. Uh, and I do work with folks that have uh, some pretty intensive illnesses, and that's that's a little different. You know, the, my approach with uh, working with that kind of thing is a little different. But either way, hey, th this this is your opportunity to. You know, there's not there's no there's not a lot of us out here that really specialize in Professor Arnold Eric's mucus's diet healing system transitional methodology. There's a lot of folks that study other things that are coming from different detox backgrounds and had, went through different people's courses and stuff. But 
I don't know of, of really anybody else that will be able to help you with a transitional methodology, uh, the transitional me menus I put together, all that kind of stuff. And then to get access to the e-course, if you're not already in the e-course, Nucleus Diet Healing System e-course, that has everything. I mean, that is everything for level one of practicing the mucus's diet you go through the e-course you're going to know more about the mucus's diet healing system than uh, almost anybody that's that's read the book if all they've done is just re read the book or heard what other people have said about the mucus's diet uh, you go through that e-course and that and get into that studying that we do you're you're going to know what's what's going on so anyway that is, that is that but uh, regardless, I really appreciate everybody that donated. Uh, so I'm so thankful. Uh, I will be getting back to those of you that donated. If I didn't email you yet with uh, with our tokens of appreciation or to set up uh, the consultation meetings, I will be doing that as soon as I can. I'm just kind of overwhelmed at the moment with all kinds of stuff happening, as you can see going on. But uh, I definitely appreciate it, and we will be connecting very soon. And uh, this is going to be a wonderful event. We have some gr great speakers, uh, great music going to be there, and just a fellowship, just to be able to hang out with other people that practice the mucus diet healing system or are very interested in the mucus diet uh, is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, if you're on the Facebook you, or the YouTube, you can look down below, and there's links for all of these beautiful things that we're talking about. We got links down below for that so what I want to do now is I'm going to play uh, I'm gonna play a little bit from the uh, Mugus's Diet Healing System e-course so this is just a little excerpt this is from lesson 23 out of the Mugus's Diet Healing System book uh, this the section on or the lesson on uh, sex sex part one so he's starting to this is where he gets into talking about motherhood and different philosophical ideas about the human experience and all that is kind of stuff and so it gets into some deep stuff but uh, it talks about unnatural ask a question is it unnatural to cut your hair and he kind of gives a little bit of his perspective on that so uh, let me play a little bit of that for you is it unnatural to cut one's hair or to shave one's beard here it says that the beard of man is a secondary sexual organ and that the beardless and hairless and bald men of civilization make for a uh, second-rate sex quality partner and he considers uh, Judges 16, verses 13 through 20 in the Bible, where Samson, meaning a man of the sun, was granted supernatural strength by God in order to combat his enemies and perform heroic feats. Yet his two fatal flaws were what? His attraction to deceptive women and losing his hair for it was his hair that gave him his power and a deceptive woman named Delilah wanted to discover his weakness so that he she could subdue him and take advantage of him 
And so after several failed attempts, she finally was able to get Samson to divulge what, where he got his strength from. And he finally admitted that his hair had never been cut and that it was the source of his great strength. And ultimately she cut his hair and he lost his strength and then she started to abuse him. For more on what Eric had to say about hair, check out what he says in Rational Fasting. There's a whole section of an article where he gets a little deeper into his philosophy about hair. And uh, also, uh, you, I get a little bit deeper into this, uh, uh, to this discussion in one of my notes in the annotated Mucus's Diet. So uh, as you, you notice, Eret has uh, a lot of pictures where he's, he's got his beard grown out, his hair's grown out. This is part of the back to nature renaissance, back to nature movement of which Eret was a key protagonist, an influential figure in what started in the late 1800s as back to nature movement, Switzerland and Germany among uh, middle class, uh, often young people, it developed a countercultural movement to get away from the unnatural things that were happening as a result of industrialization. Wanting to connect with the earth, connect with Mother Nature. And so they started to uh, be interested in some of the old pagan religions that were focused on uh, uh, venerating the earth. You start to see nudist colonies uh, coming up, vegetarian communes, all of this kind of energy was happening and it came over to Southern California. Ultimately, this movement would inspire what was known as the hippie movement in the 60s, but by that time, the dietary focus in some ways had been greatly compromised. So for more on this back to nature movement, and getting a little bit deeper into this, when we're talking about the regeneration of humans, uh, we start with ourselves, but then we gotta come together as a community and as a family. And when you start to have people that are cleaning themselves up and having children and building a community together, and eventually a nation, and eventually a group of people that will be able to uh, really create the new humanity, the new clean humans that are just, and we say clean, but it basically just being how we're supposed to be in nature. And these are topics that we will t continue to talk about for the remainder of this sec uh, of, the, of these lessons where we get a little deeper into the philosophical dynamics and things that Eric discussed. Eric says that love is the greatest power and it is, if natural, the highest invisible food from the infinite for soul and body. All right, so that was uh, an excerpt from the uh, Mucus's Diet Healing System e-course and uh, that sets up this idea that you know, Eric gets into some depth in rational fasting. I want to continue this discussion and uh, bring up a, a little bit of what Eric says here in rational fasting. So let me, and uh, Eric says, uh, 
He says, hair decapitation. Humans who are not only intellectual, but also an aesthetic product of nature, the crown of creation, are being robbed of the splendid crown of their heads, the hair. They could be called the living skulls, these beardless, colorless, and expressionless heads of today. Just imagine the most beautiful woman with a pate. Uh, where is the man or woman that would not turn away with horror or fashion a sport of today hewn in marble? In addition to that, the mustache, shaped ge uh, geometrically and angular or trimmed off entirely, and then the modern clothing, which distinguishes itself from that of all the centuries by the greatest insipidity. And this we find beautiful. Reasons for which the present day man gets his beard removed uh, and his hair cut down to a minimum length. The lack of beauty and there with the unesthetic appearance of hair and beard has become so general that in course of today, the need of shaving and use of clippers uh, have come as a matter of course. And our time of equalization and all it is preferred and rightfully so to cut off these odor and so to speak uh, revelation organs uh, of inner humans instead of furnishing by ugly disheveled uneven and uh, hereditary morbid hair <laughs> a living proof for the descendants theory and he uh, goes on uh, continues discussing this and essentially lays out ma makes the connection between Human, the human drive to want to change the nat, nat, change their appearance and natural hair. He makes the connection to humans getting sicker, and by and culture thereby cultivating this kind of uh, uh, make making things comfortable for a sick society. And so everything is opposite. That's why we use this term bizarro world. Everything is the exact opposite. So in bizarro world, when somebody sees somebody with a beard or maybe some, some natural hair, there is this idea of uncleanliness. When in actuality, in or for hair to do this, you know, when people ask me, what, what did I do? What I do with my hair? I didn't do anything. My hair naturally dreads and when i started do when i started letting my hair say say go natural honestly it i wasn't really i didn't think too much about it it was it was an urge that i felt as i went down the mucusless diet path and so yes i'd read the books and all that kind of stuff but i hadn't i hadn't absorbed all of that yet really what i just read to you i hadn't really wrap my mind around that yet i just it it wasn't it wasn't that real it was just kind of like okay well that, yeah that makes sense at that point i'm just trying to like i said get off a of taco bell and stuff so i'm not <laughs> you know i'm not into no heavy understanding yet of what's going on but as as i started to fast especially when i started fasting so when i started fasting i had this urge to just i didn't do that anymore so when i, I shaved I used to shave 
And I remember thinking to myself how stupid this was because I would shave and then within a couple hours it'd be itchy and the, it would start to be growing back and stuff. And I'm like, man, this is this is dumb. And with the Muses Diet Healing System did for me was I just got to a point where I was like, well, this I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore. Why, why am I going to hurt myself just to appease the uh, uh, the status quo? and fit in to a sick society that I no longer want to be a part of anyway. I don't want to fit into this. And so that became a way of just saying, you know what, I'm going to let this do what it's going to do. So I'm going to let my hair do what it's going to do, and and we're going to see what Eric was talking about. And the more that I fasted, it just something about that type of consciousness and fasting tends to go hand in hand it's at least for me it did where uh i let it just just let my hair hair go now i will i so i will say i cut my hair once so i i be because when i first let my hair grow out i didn't really i didn't study it which is as much as i study things for some reason i didn't study it at all i didn't study natural hair it was totally something that i felt that was just coming from inside that this is what I wanted to do. This was the direction that that I, that my life was going in. And, and and this is what felt right. This is what was natural. But I didn't uh, I didn't do really anything. I didn't clean it properly. I was using the wrong stuff to clean it. You know, and so I ended up with uh, I had one big lock on the back. It was like one <laughs> one big dreadlock pretty much. And uh it was it was something, but about it was a six years ago. I went through a, a big a, a big part of my transition. I talk about it in Spirit Speaks. If you want to read a little bit about my some of my experiences in this uh, in this hardcore time, it was a tough time for me, you know, in the diet. But it was also a beautiful time in terms of some of the revelations and things that I got out of this period. But uh, as kind of a almost a symbolic rebirth that was the one time in the past 17 years that i cut my hair so i had cut off my hair and so if you go and see the, some of the earliest videos from or not the earliest but videos from like around 2012 or 13 or something you'll notice that you might catch one of those where i don't really have my locks you know because i'd, I'd cut it off and so since then this, this has been growing uh, as it is now and so uh, there's there's a whole lot that you know we could get into talking about this you know the the samson thing that's really interesting that the you know in the bible there's argument to be made there for uh uh natural you know natural living this idea of the power you know the pat like this is you know these antennas this power the ability for hair to do this, there has to be a certain level of cleanliness or your hair can't do that. Uh, the hair, to, to do that, it grows in a spiral, grows up in a spiral. And if your hair can do that, if your hair is able to do that and, you, and it grows into a spiral, then you can have natural uh, natural locks. If it doesn't, then that's that's a different conversation. You, what Eric talks about, you know, he gets into, uh, gets into that. But uh, with the you know the back to nature movement and this idea of trying to create a new society, a new way of life that 
when it in, in concerns our diet and our body, we're trying to uh, get into alignment with Mother Nature. You know, there's a reason that we have the hair that we have. There's a reason that uh, these things are, are here, but it's culture, uh, as Eric calls civilization, so-called civilization, uh, that starts to kind of, you know, inflict these ideas of, of the value systems. Because those are the kinds of things that I implore you to consider and analyze. Look back at your value system and why you value the things that you do. And as you go along the, the mucus's diet healing system, see if these values naturally change and shift. Because for me, there was a lot of things that shifted that was, it wasn't influenced by me reading certain books or something like that or even talking to certain people. They were internal changes that started to internally change my perception and my value system is at the end of the day a lot of these things come down to value system the way that you see the world uh and when you take off the pus and mucus goggles this world looks so different and so i'm an advocate for and that can be hard work it can be for some people it can be painful work because now you have to be introspective. You have to look and analyze your own. See, this is, this is beyond just reading books. Now you are contemplating why you think the way you think. When you see somebody, your prejudices, where did that idea come from? How did that get implanted in there? When somebody says the word God, what, what, what image do you see in your head? You, you know, I mean, now we can go real We can get kind of deep with this because there's a there has been by way of orientation, cultural orientation. There is been a uh, really, a, you know, a, a Orwellian job done on us in terms of why we think the way we think we have been conditioned to to think and, and and to think in such a way which extends to acting in such a way that fits within this society the good bad and ugly that's been programmed in and so part of the liberation is the liberation of your consciousness and your mind and to work through these these issues to work through this stuff not to ignore it that's something that I chastise some folks in the so-called New Age movements and some of these philosophical uh, uh, approaches to uh, it kind of a, a, a pseudo-Buddhistic type of concepts about life of where it's just, uh, you know, oh, you just, just let everything go and it's just the world and the stars and you know, and everything is everything and you only live once and all these little things that you put on your on your car uh, bumper sticker things. Uh, I'm that I don't know, that grates on me because I want to see f fervent and conscientious analysis and contemplation of one's own thought process. 
Because I think that when we can start to kind of audit our thinking and we then we can start to get into why do we get into some of these addictive loops? You know, I've done that a lot with with food and figuring out the, the source of a particular addiction might be some kind of emotional issue, malady or something it might not be a physical issue. Uh, and I talk in other places about, you know, my practice of Sedona method and all that kind of stuff. So I won't get into that now. But the uh, you know, the point is that you know, I'm a revolutionary, you know, brother air, we revolutionary and we come out of that energy and that perspective of we you know, look around and say this society, this situation that we find ourselves in is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And so and I, I can't live with myself and, and try to delude myself into thinking that this thing out here is OK, that this is just how it is, that humans will be humans. We're a warring people living on a warring planet. And that's how it is. I do not accept that. We are an addicted people. We are people who have lost their reason because we have become too detached from nature. So what can we do to get back in line? And at the same time, because see, the, the thing is, and the reason that if you're practicing a mucus diet, whether you like it or not, you, you're going to have to be, you'll be a revolutionary because to really do this, some aspects of your life are going to be diametrically opposed to everything that's going on outside or maybe every uh, things that's happening in your own home. And that's where the, the strength and the courage to go down this path. Again, I've never, when I come on these videos, I never lie to you and say that this is an easy thing to do, that this is a easy, easy peasy. You never hear me say that. I've said, this is a challenging commitment, a challenging path. And, and when you take it on, you are doing some of the most revolutionary work that's happening on the planet. So some people, you know, they think in order to be a revolutionary, you have to, uh, you know, be marching with thousands of people and we're going to overturn the government. We're doing this and all this kind of stuff. What they don't understand at this point, as, as me and Brother Air know some of them, we've, we try to share <laughs> this perspective and it, and it doesn't always go well with those folks, but go over well with them. Doing what they tell you oftentimes in elementary school, they'll say, you know, do do what you want to do and you can be what you want to be and do the, uh, you know, be what you want in the world, you know, or live the way that you would want to see others live and be that type. And then but when you really do it and it goes against the grain, then here comes the criticisms. Here comes the those that want to protect the status quo. Now you're a threat, and and it's uncomfortable for that for them, you know, being around you because it, it's uncomfortable for filthiness to be around cleanliness. Oftentimes, you know, or just even in thought process, the thought process, just just that intention can really irritate and bother other people that are resisting that that resi that don't want none of that they are totally satisfied and happy with the way things are that yes stuff is not 
you know, around the world isn't great, but I'm safe. I'm good. I'm whatever. But then they have a stroke or a heart attack. And that connection between living what what's being consumed, the way they live, and their illnesses is not it's not there. That connection is not made. For me, you know, the, the natural hair, all that kind of stuff, again, that it comes from inside. Because I originally didn't plan on growing my hair out. You know, when I started the mucus diet, that wasn't something I was thinking about. That I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to grow my hair out and I'm going to be, it's like, no. It, as I got deeper and deeper into the transition, that just became a call. It's like a calling. Like it was, I was listening to the universe and the universe saying, what are you doing? You know, like the last time that I really had shaved, it's like, well, man, what you doing, man? What that don't, what you doing? You know, and so, uh, and so it's interesting, you know, over the past several years, there's a couple times, every once in a while, I will, I will, I'll never shave, I always shave. I'm, I'll sometimes trim a little bit, but, you know, my beard doesn't really get that big. This is, this is my beard here, you know, so, you know, some folks, their beard keeps growing, mine kind of stays right there. Uh, you know, and this is a personal decision. Everybody's going to have different opinion. Everybody does, does different stuff in regards to this, you know. Uh, and, and so this is just my opinion and my perspective. And just to say, let's let's look at it and, and get and look at what Eric had to say about it and un- understand that. Uh, and, I, and I see that as folks get serious about the diet and i'll notice that sometimes not with everybody of course but a number of people will in different ways they're doing things to try to live a more natural life and so they do you know change their uh just little stuff you know you start changing the soap that you use or you get rid of the deodorant and you figure something else out you know i use lemon juice air baths under my armpits to to get the uh, the bacteria uh, the odor causing bacteria uh, that that's there but these this is just all part of the path these things happened over time there, I didn't start off even with changing soap in the early days of practicing the diet I just I was around uh, there was a couple guys that were kind of into natural products and they were like man you need to you know start you know tr- just try try natural soap once just to not the old nasty stuff and I started using natural soap and I was like, man, that does feel a lot better. It's a whole, my skin is totally different on it. And so it was just, uh, something that, you know, just logically unfolded, uh, nothing was forced, uh, when it comes to that kind of thing. And so, so yeah, so that's, that's that. And I just encourage people to be open. I mean, that's really what it is, is just be open to the, you might not get the same call I got. And that's fine. I'm Because I'm not saying that anybody has to do any of that. I'm just just taking a look, what Eric had to say, telling you what I do and why I do it. And, uh, and, and yeah. And so that is, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, as they say. It is what it is. Let's see here uh, what's going on in the uh, in the chat. Uh, let's see, Desi Bay asked about sea sea vegetables, which 
I I'm in the in, over the past four or five years, I've gotten into sea vegetables. I, I like dulse, kelp, that kind of thing. I, I do I do like it. And uh, that the main uh, what's the, what's the brand's name? Um, that it starts with Maine. I forget the rest of the name, but the uh, but that brand is uh, I, I like it. The, especially if and if people are having trouble getting off of salt and they're using a lot of salt then i tell them man put some dulse on there uh, and that will really help with that salt uh, salt addiction see levi asked how much experience do you have fasting on herbal teas and how does it compare to juice fasting so fasting on herbal teas uh i've done it uh, i've done it a few times uh I prefer because there, there's herbal teas. There's the vegetable broth that Eric recommends in rational fasting mucus diet. And you got your juice, you got your lemonade kind of stuff. And so there, there's that realm. Uh, but yeah, fasting on the herbal teas, I've done it a number of times, but I don't know. I, I, I just prefer juice fasting. I didn't necessarily see, any huge any you know, huge difference or i guess put we, we're talking about tools for me that as a tool hasn't been something that i would go to uh hasn't been a go-to tool so i checked it out but it's not really for me to do a lot of that right now you know you talk to me a year from now and i might check it out again and be something that that i'm really using or something but right now yeah, I'm not a huge fan of doing just specifically doing fasts on herbal tea. Now, combining ha- having herbal tea as one of the fasting drinks. So maybe you might might be some herbal tea early on in the day, some juice in the afternoon, and some vegetable broth in the evening or something like that. That's that's a little different. That's a little different story. But just doing that by itself, just nothing but the herbal tea uh yeah not a a huge uh, huge fan of that mr bollyby what's going on professor spirit brother air and practitioners hope you are well and getting better if not indeed let's see uh desi bay air moved to alhambra california yes and uh let's see Levi said, what did Eric think about ejaculation slash Tantra? So he didn't talk about uh, Tantra in terms of ejaculation. He's looking at the control and the, the loss of control. Sort of it's kind of this idea of control as, as well as when there is this, this need to constantly go at it like that there's a connection between uh that and a certain level of constipation and it would make sense if if you're real constipated or you're eating in a way that's taking you down this negative rabbit hole that you're gonna have some uncontrollable passions you know you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna have some some things that's gonna want to eliminate so uh, I, that that would take a while to I could uh, maybe in another video I'll get a little deeper into that and we'll go bring those texts up and kind of look at where era does talk a little bit about 
the the seed the preservation of the seed uh as Eret i think put it and so he was in in theory and and again these is like in theory and philosophy that that was the idea of uh the preservation of the seed and more, but more so that that control that's where we would want to be uh but in practice you know we don't know what he did and you know and everybody does you know different practices i don't recommend any particular thing when it comes to that because you know that's something that you got to figure out for yourself you know brother air did 10 10 i guess about 10 years where he was celibate i did about 10 years being celibate myself um so but but i don't talk about that or recommend that or anything i I just i i could care less what folks do with their private time and their private life whatever transition (laughs) you know that that my, my message transition diet you know, I'm I'm gonna stick to that and just I'm gonna kind of get out of those weeds of the because it gets real emotional real quick for a lot of people when you start getting into some of that stuff. And so, what I find is that dealing with the transition is going to help you move through various stages uh, to get to a point of control. See, my my personal thing is probably control. Uh, the the ability to if you want to do something you can do what you want to do where you know you don't have any dysfunction uh but you have control and so uh so yeah so that's uh an interesting topic we can get a little deeper into that at some point and uh rc says yes natural hair we don't have to change ourselves to fit in just to make others comfortable indeed and let's see uh oh okay here's yeah rick saying the uh the, the, this quote from eric i think the fact is that we are all yeah the love vibrations yeah, we are all with very few exceptions the cause of stimulants instead of love vibrations exclusively procreation is the most holy and divine act and charged with the uh or act that man is charged with and uh yeah so that's it's 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 a heavy responsibility super super deep i mean that's that's a topic that uh i mean i could do a whole episode on that and the the idea of wanting to uh you have have children that have children that have children that are themselves a part of the transition that is the the transition of humanity see transition happens on all different kinds of levels and so you have there's the transition of your personal diet but you're also transitioning the society and the culture you have a child and that child has a child and that has and and so on and so forth uh that is a human a transition of humanity where you are transitioning not only your own blood but your bloodline and the transition of the bloodline is is a serious transition and that's essentially eric gets into his thoughts on that in those uh, those sex lessons that were of which we're talking about but it's is deep and it's a powerful thing to understand and, and to understand we can't do it all by ourselves. And we're not going to get it all done 
in this so-called life or whatever you know this put the that's why i talk so much about transition to put the transition into perspective and if you uh, if you feel it if you feel this urge of what we're talking about to create a society uh that you we got to do it ourselves it ain't gonna be done for us and we can't wait for someone else to do it we got to start doing it but it first starts with us changing our diet transforming our physiology and then our family that the parts of the family that we control that that we create uh from from here on out and that is a formula for the new humanity and that's you know that's something that, that a lot of us are interested in trying to uh trying to work on let's see uh rick oh there's more quotes from that portion of uh, of the book yeah keeping the germ and uh, idea of uh, modern substance will nourish man's brain or high protein substance is absurd love is the greatest power and it is if natural the highest invisible food from the infinite uh, for soul and body indeed so yeah so there's some deep deep stuff there so I think we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping this this episode up and I didn't get a chance to take calls today well maybe uh, so we, we won't do calls today we'll maybe do calls uh, uh, I won't do it maybe every week we'll, we'll, we'll see I'm still experimenting I'm getting the format down of you know what feels good the length uh, all that kind of stuff yeah no <laughs> I'm reading Levi says guess Eric didn't believe in preservation of the seed well I mean he believed in he believed in which to which is more would be on a higher level than just preservation his thing is preservation of humanity and creating uh beings children and children's children that are so much more physiologically advanced than we are and perhaps than we can be and when you get a momentum going with that now you're talking about a nation of people that don't know what disease is and so i think you know as far as that goes that that trumps so, you know that kind of you know that, that the personal and then and that would be you know argument where everybody comes from different things based on spiritual beliefs and all that kind of stuff but the ability the ability the creative ability to make humans to make a nation of humans that are transitioning toward true humanhood is probably the most advanced thing that we can do it's, that's my opinion at this point but there's an understanding that that shouldn't be rushed you know with brother air he was celibate for 10 years and then when he started to put his family together it was around the mucus diet healing system and he wanted to raise a child on the mucus diet so there was a plan uh, involved it wasn't just uh, plan free 
and so uh so so yeah so it's it, it's a deep thing that uh like i said we we get on that topic and be be talking for a long long time but i think to me it's it's about if the the benefit of uh uh, uh, of if there's a, ben- a benefit of preservation of seed concept, it is until you are at a state of cleanliness where you can be authorized by the universe to procreate to, to at, at a point when it becomes rational and necessary to do so. Uh, but you want to be you, know, you want to have a certain level of mastery in my opinion if you can. Uh, a lot of folks already got kids. I'm not. I'm just talking in philosophically speaking. It would be good to have uh, a level of mastery with your own transition and physiology beforehand. Because I've I've noticed this a couple times where there will be parents that are not practitioners in the mucus's diet, but they want to put their kids on the diet. And I generally and I often recommend I tell them, don't do that because you you need to first get yourself on the diet because your ability to transition any other being is going to be based on your knowledge and your understanding and experience of transition and the logic that is a part of that thought process that can be applied to another human being. And like I talk about sometimes, just to give an example of transition, we all transition. All children, baby, babies transition from liquid diet to more solid food to more complex forms of solid food. And in pus and mucus world, you transition into uh, uh, a certain level of pus eating and mucus eating. So uh, the, the transition is everywhere. Most of the time when folks get older at a, at a certain age after the body has been kind of broken down by way of eating habits and things like that, the diet changes again. There's a transition back toward liquid a liquid diet. And so these transitions are here whether you like it or not or want them to be or not. The question is, who can master them? Who can master these this these natural occurrences, this natural dynamic of transition? The transition is natural to the extent that we've gotten ourselves in this mess. We've gotten ourselves in this mess of eating things that are, uh, you know, kind of outside of the realm of nature, you know. And we're we're hurting ourselves. You know, we are. It's like it's fun and games until someone dies you know something gets a, a terminal illness or something like that and uh and so we're saying let's let's do better let's get the transition going let's take things to a whole different level and try to uh, uh you know just 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 try to really transform our society transform ourselves and uh and that's i I think what we're trying to do i want to share this video in case you haven't seen it uh this is uh let me bring it up here this is from so 
a couple days ago, me and Brother Air did, did we did a, a video, and Brother Air, he said this phrase, and it sounded like a song to me, and so then I created this. Simplistic. That, I mean, that's, that's simple, man. Right, you know, right. get a little sun, breathe a little air. Right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's as free get, as you get, can get. Get down tonight. That's a yeah, <laughs> get, down. <laughs> get a little sun, breathe a little air. Get down tonight. Get, get down, down tonight. tonight. <laughs> get a little sun. Get a little sun. Breathe a little air. Get, get down, down tonight. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get no better than that. Right. <laughs> so I just wanted to share that with you because I, th- I think I thought that was funny. And uh, yeah, that was that was pretty fun. And uh, let's see, Rick says, thank you for your time, Professor Spear. I've been really enjoying these podcasts while making juices and salads. Well, I appreciate you for tuning in, and I appreciate all of you for tuning in. These have been a lot of fun to make, and I want to keep going with them. So, again, uh, you can check the link down below and see things happening like i said the last couple days for the fundraiser if you want to get a consultation uh shoot us a a little a donation at the proper level and you can get a little one-on-one session going on the tickets for the air day celebration will go on sale starting uh, tomorrow and going into the weekend they will the uh, early bird price pricing of the tickets so you're going to want to jump on that immediately and uh, also, and be sure you have all the books. We got seven, seven books now uh, that uh, that you can get. We got the ultimate bundle. There's a link down below for that. Uh, if you just want to be on the mailing list and make sure that you get our notifications and newsletters and all that kind of stuff, you can also sign up for that down below. So this has been a, a wonderful pleasure. As always, plugging in with you. And we can really change this world. You know, I truly believe that. We really can change it for the better. People say that all the time. We're going to change the world. But permanent transformation starts with you and being able to control what you put into your body. So, again, I thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, peace, love, and breath. We are Mr. Free.